you have a website that's maybe 12 to 18 months old and you're starting to get the niggling feeling that you might have outgrown it and it needs a bit of a refresh? I do a lot of website refreshes for my clients and now I'm going through my own website refresh for what's actually about the second time. And I'm going to tell you I understand now how much it feels like it sucks. You feel like you've just finished this thing, even though it was 12 to 18 months ago. Oh my goodness, where did that time go? And you feel like you're suddenly ready to overhaul the whole thing over again. Um, It feels like it's gotten a bit clunky and everything feels a little bit out of date. But it just feels like you finished this massive project and now you're about to dive back into it again. Guys, I hear you because right now I am on that side of the table with you. So I wanted to use this episode as an opportunity to share what I'm learning and what I've gained from the experience. Now having sat on both sides of the table, both as the website developer and what you can do to optimize and get the most out of the refresh experience, and also as the client and what I've learned in as insofar as being in the position of someone who needs that website built, but I need it, I want it to be done into the best alignment of what my business looks like now and to get the most out of it to make the customer sort of pipeline as slick and easy and as quick as possible. So yeah, wanted to share what I'm learning from the process so you can get the most out of it too. Without further ado, let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses If you're running a small business, raising small humans, and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. So when it comes to doing website builds for small businesses, particularly in regional and rural areas, a fair amount of my work is actually website rebuilds. So a lot of us start out with something cheap, something we've thrown together, Maybe we sort of dipped our toe in the working with a website designer experience and maybe we found someone that wasn't and didn't end up being quite the right fit for us. Maybe we you out, have outgrown your current website. Maybe it needs a revamp, but it's built in a platform that you can't just jump in and dabble with, which can be super frustrating. So I actually see a lot of that in what I do. However, recently, I got to sit on the other side of the table, so to speak, because my website needed an overhaul. Now, why did I decide to rebuild my website? Well, um, similar, very similar reasons to why people come to me for their rebuilds. Um, my services actually needed an update. I've been revamping how I package up what I do and um, just, again, this constant adapting to, okay, who are my clients? What do they need? How can I best package up what I do for them? Side note, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm constantly tweaking and changing and refining. I don't feel like I do the same thing for 12 months in a row. Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, 
Part of me thinks maybe it's just because I'm constantly trying to tweak and perfect and grow, but man, sometimes it just feels like I would love like a mundane 12 months. No, I wouldn't. I say that out loud, but I know two months into that mundane 12 months, I'll be tearing my hair out. Anyway, interested to know if anybody else out there feels like their business constantly changes shape every two seconds. Anyway, so long story short, I needed to revamp how my packages were done and you know, sort of redirect how they served my clients, um, which meant that it was also probably a good time to revamp how people moved through my website. Um, and that was an, that was an interesting experience. And this is something I encourage all my clients to do regularly, as well as regularly regularly as you can. Maybe every six to twelve months would be a good idea. It's actually put your potential customer hat on. Visit your own website, or even try to Google search yourself, or maybe search for yourself on social media. Try all your different kind of access points, and then look at your try to look at your website from the perspective of a potential customer, and see how easy it is to move from potential to taking a step closer to being a paying customer because when I did this exercise I found I actually had a lot of um, I suppose open loops and dead ends where there was no logical next step maybe it was a lead magnet that was associated with how my products and services used to be packaged up but wasn't relevant to my current packages so it was actually a really valuable experience in assessing my own website and looking at it with fresh eyes so Services needed an update, the user flow certainly needed an update, and the resources needed to be um, better presented. But also, and I feel like all my tradie clients out there will probably be able to relate to this, my website was my place to kind of experiment, try new things, um, try different techniques and different snippets of code I was working on. So there was actually a lot of like clutter on the back end that I believe is, might have been slowing it down a touch. And just a lot of half-finished projects that never went anywhere, but it was a page that I'd left hanging there. So a bit of an untidy mess. I'm, it's like that classic case of carpenter with the unfinished deck or the plumber with the you know, leaky pipes that really need to be looked at. It's I think we, we're, we're kind of happy to experiment and let projects go when we're our customer. So there was a lot of that sitting in the back end of my website too that really needed a tidy up. Um, which I'm sure my VA would appreciate, not having to sift through all my half-finished pages to find what she needed to find to be able to work best for me. So that was kind of why I decided to rebuild my website. And the current model was probably about probably about 18 months old anyway. So it seems like I naturally reached the conclusion every 12 to 18 months to like revamp, refresh, reframe. So keeping that in mind too, if you feel like you've if you feel like you're at that point with your website too where it's starting to feel a little bit clunky and a little bit like it needs a refresh and it's only about 12 or 18 months old, you may find you're probably tracking along the same as everybody else with a website. Um, it's funny that also seems to be the tipping point that my clients come to me at when they sort of want to experiment, add, refresh. So it must be a natural point in our business's life cycle where every 12 to 18 months we decide that we need a bit of freshen up, new ideas, reorganize things and maybe trim some of the things that aren't working for us anymore. So yeah, if you're at that point yourself, don't feel bad. It's probably You're probably at that natural point in the cycle where you're due for a refresh. Now, the biggest thing that I did differently with this refresh, however, is very quickly I realized I needed someone else to do it. Now, that might seem super weird because A, I'm a website designer, this is what I do, um, and B, surely 
I should be able to save the expense and not pay someone else to do it if it's something I'm fully capable of doing. But I'm sure we also all know too that if it's an us tinkering away in the background job, it is not a priority, it doesn't get treated like a project, and it is the last thing that gets done on the to-do list. And I needed this website to be fresh and slick and operational ASAP so it could be adding back into my business. Because something else I'm a little bit ashamed to admit is that when I was looking at my website, my first thought was, how am I still getting customers? Like, for me being a website sort of I suppose expert slash perfectionist I was looking at it with fresh eyes and suddenly thinking wow my client websites are so much better put together than this the, the flow is so much more logical there's so much less clutter um, it's very much like less is more uh, how do we do more with less that's the philosophy I take to my clients websites to success how the heck had I gotten so fluffy and all over the place with my own website like how would that happen but Something I'm realizing the more I do things like working with business coaches and then doing strategy with my clients is I don't think any of us are above getting someone outside the bubble and outside our head to call out directions from the sidelines from a position of an informed opinion. Um, I don't think any of us are beyond um, needing like the issue of getting sort of not being able to see the forest for the trees and getting so lost inside our own head in our own business bubble that we simply just can't step back and see everything because we are everything you can't really step outside yourself and look back and sort of then see everything from an objective standpoint from the outside because you can't get outside yourself like it's physically impossible um so I think all of us benefit from having someone with an informed opinion and experience and um, expertise in the particular space that we're operating in. I think we can all benefit from having someone with all that knowledge sitting outside our business and looking at the situation as a whole and then giving us guidance based on what they can see and what they know. Because um, it's also easier for th for someone outside the bubble, I believe, to put the potential customer hat on. It's really hard for us to do that because we can't unknow everything we know about our business. Whereas someone who has experience in our field but might be new to our business, it's a lot easier for them to put themselves in a potential customer's shoes and say, well, hang on, this to me doesn't seem as self-explanatory as you might think or what does this mean? Or you've used this word a few times, but I don't actually know what this word means. They can also call you out in a lot of like jargon you fall into without really realizing it. Or maybe you're sort of not speaking to potential customers on a top sort of top story level, so to speak, in that you're almost assuming they know more than what they do when they're hitting your website and you're leaving you're leaving a few gaps in their knowledge unfilled in what you're writing. So because of A, I needed this project done sometime this year, and B, I knew I couldn't get outside my own head, I decided very early on that this was not something I was going to spend hours fritassing around with at night. I was going to pay someone else to at least help me get some sort of structure around it. So I reached out to my business coach, um, and she's helped me sort of revamp my packages. So working with her on that has been really, really good. P.S. Her name's Tori Kopke. Highly recommend her to any of my female um, regional and rural small business owners. She's really kind of nuts and bolts, practical to-do lists, keeps you accountable to it. Loads of value. I'll drop a link to her, um, her, her, her sort of her touch points in the show notes. I really encourage you to check her out. Um, 
So yeah, she's been really helpful in helping me look at my packages with fresh eyes, really unpick what it is that I do and making sure I'm valuing each component of that honestly and not short selling myself so I don't get to the situation where I feel like I'm underselling my services which also opened up an interesting opportunity for me to look at the copywriting aspect of my website services so I've been reaching out to some SEO experts seeing if I can level up my SEO knowledge and sort of make sure I'm operating at top level there looking at the copywriting component of a website as actually a really important job that needs to be valued has been a really interesting learning experience along the way so that's the other thing too when you um when you start collaborating with other people it can open up learning opportunities you weren't necessarily looking for but suddenly you've gone oh well, I'm actually glad I had that conversation that was um that was something I didn't know I needed to know so that's the added bonus of working with um and collaborating with people on these projects you might actually accidentally acquire knowledge along the way so then for the other side of the website which is the visual side of things I knew that if I left myself to do this by myself I was going to fiddle with fonts and graphics for way 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 longer than what I should have and I'm sure we all do that like I don't know who's jumped into Canva thinking I might see how this works and suddenly you've lost two hours playing with templates and have achieved nothing I could totally relate to being in that position and I didn't want to get stuck there again so reached out to one of my graphic designer contacts um, who also understands websites and I pretty much gave her my brand and asked her to kind of look at it with fresh eyes revamp it maybe sort of um, nominate some new fonts and oh, she what she's already sent me back I, I would not have better to come up with as fast she simplified my color palette but she hasn't lost my essential brand which has been really good I love the fonts she suggested um, so already that aspect of the project is moving far quicker than what it would have if I had left it all to myself No matter how much or how little you're investing in your regional small business marketing and no matter what platforms you're showing up on, a website is a critical part of any successful strategy. Why? Well, on social media, you're competing with notifications, tags and cat videos, right? If customers are listening to the radio or a podcast, they need something to Google when your ad catches their interest. And if they get a friendly referral to a product or service that's just right for them, they need to be able to find out more, make an appointment, jump on your newsletter list, or maybe take advantage of an offer. A website can act as a 24-7 salesperson for your small business. Want to know more? Head over to my website, meredithpage.me, see what I did there, and book a free 20-minute chat so we can talk about what kind of website your regional and rural small business needs. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. P-A-I-G-E dot M for marketing, E for expert. And I'll see you in our 20-minute chat. It hasn't, it's still all coming together. It's still very much a work in progress. But I thought now would be a really good time to mention that I'm actually going through it because I totally relate to the businesses out there who have a website but feel like it's not quite working hard enough for them. Um, and it's such a it's such a tricky friction point to be at because you know you've already invested in it. You know it's already there. You feel like you've, I mean, even though the last 12, 18 months since it went live probably has just flown past, um, you probably feel like it's, it's not quite old enough to be ready for a revamp, but 
yeah, something in the back of your mind knows that it could be working harder for you. And if it was optimized, you know it would be having a massive impact on your business and your productivity and the flow of clients coming to you from it. So all I can say is A, it's totally okay if you feel that way, that the 12, 18 month mark is actually a pretty normal point to get to where you think your website's ready for a revamp. So coming from both sides of the table now, I can tell you that that's probably quite normal. Um, And if anything, it's good because it means you've got your finger on the pulse with all your marketing channels and with your channels of communication. And you're listening to that gut instinct that's telling you that something could be something could be doing a better job than what it is. So hats off to you for having that uncomfortable feeling and actually acknowledging it and not sort of turning a blind eye to your website. Because your website can have such a profound impact on that customer pipeline. You want to be constantly monitoring it, constantly assessing it, and constantly not demanding more of it, but knowing that knowing its relevance and importance in the customer journey and not letting it get sloppy not letting it fall by the wayside and then wondering why the pipeline's dried up so good on you for acknowledging that uncomfortable feeling and yes it probably feels like starting from scratch again but it doesn't necessarily have to um so if you're in the if you're at that point where you're feeling that uncomfortable feeling about your website and you know it needs to do more, I'd encourage you to sort of have a bit of a think about what you feel like it isn't doing and what you would like it to be doing. So the reason a lot of my clients come to me for the website rebuild, first and foremost, is because they can't have access to it. They really want to get stuck into their marketing. They want to start tying their website into other campaigns. They might want to create like a specific page for a specific promotion and be able to send customers to that specific page from like social media posts and emails and things like that. But they can't. It's on a platform they don't understand. It could be in like, I have a love, very much a hate more than love relationship with WordPress. And I know a lot of other website designers use WordPress. And it's great if you've got a developer website technical brain. But for most of my clients who don't, have that brain and don't have the, the the care to sort of upskill in that area, which I totally get. I feel like I get a headache looking at WordPress websites. Um, it's just it's just not fun. It's not doesn't feel quick and easy to jump in, make that update, and go. For me, I feel like the the capacity to update your own website should be you shouldn't even have to think about it. Shouldn't even have to have to hesitate. It should be you should be thinking, oh yeah, I'll just. I've got 20 minutes now. I'll quickly put that update. I'll let it go live on the website and then it's done. Like tech overwhelm or what the heck does this button do level stress shouldn't come into it. Um, So if that's something that you feel like is one of the friction points for your website currently, make a note of that. Um, Is it maybe not quite on brand? Does it visually need a refresh? Have your services changed? Do you you need a different way of articulating what it is that you do or what is that you sell? Um, and would you like it to maybe handle a bit more of the administrative load? Would you like to have like a bookings feature added? Would you like there to be maybe a bit more of a detailed quote form? So for people that are really kind of ready to hit the button and press go, you can collect as much information from them as possible. So when you go back to them, you're already taking the, the conversation that one step further because you're coming back to them with information already suited to their needs. You don't have to sort of to and fro with them to get that information out of them. The website should be able to do that for you. So before you sort of embark on your website refresh journey, write a few, um, write like a bit of a wish list of, you know, perfect world. What would I love for this website to be able to do for my business? Then maybe go back and highlight, okay, 
These are the my non-negotiables. If I invest in a refresh, it has to be able to do this. So of your like perfect world list of all the bells and whistles you'd love for it to have, and then at least isolate, okay, this is what's got to make the project worthwhile. And then if you're not quite happy with the web designer you worked with first, look, it might have just been you know, a bit of a mismatch in um, personality or outlook on websites. Like, that's totally cool. Websites are a big project. And you've really got to feel like you've connected with the person you've worked with because there's a lot of trust involved in building a website. Like, I feel so privileged that I get allowed to dive into these fantastic businesses and find out more about the business owner, what they do, why they're passionate. It can be a, a really cool experience. Website build really requires you to kind of dig deep into your passion, why you've done this in the first place, wear your heart on your sleeve, and get really honest about what it is that you have to offer the world. And so if you're going to go through that process, you want to know that you're going to really click with the person who's going to be drawing that information out of you. Um, if you guys don't click and there's that not, you don't have that no like trust factor with the person you're working with, it's going to impact the finished result of your website. So look, for whatever reason, if it didn't work with your last website designer, I encourage you to get a referral from someone who had similar objectives to you for their website and then actually felt that, like those objectives were met. A website can be really tricky because the buying cycle for them is, as we've discovered, about 12 to 18 months. It's like buying a car. Um, you've got to take a lot of, a big leap of faith with the salesperson selling you the product because once you're invested in it, you're not, going to probably, you're not going to be ready to redo it for probably another five to ten years minimum when it, in the car analogy anyway. I know from personal experience, a car I bought some years ago, after the initial sales interaction, every interaction thereafter before we picked the car, it was terrible. But, and it was awful and stressful, and I'd never do it with that. I don't, thankfully, I probably won't ever have to deal with that particular dealership again. Um, but yeah, it was just really crummy experience, and but we were already committed, so there was nothing we could do about it. I mean, thankfully, cars I've bought since then have been amazing, and it's completely made me realize, oh, it isn't a car thing, it was just that one isolated incident thing. Oh my goodness, thank God. Um, but websites can sometimes feel like the same thing in that if, if you don't do due diligence about making sure you get a referral and that you really like the person you're working with, it's a big project to go through and it's an, and it can be quite an investment to go through with someone you find you're not actually clicking with. So get a referral, talk to someone who had similar objectives to you and has a similar, um, had a similar, has a had a similar set of outcomes to what you have and see who they use. Were they happy with it? Did they feel they got the, they got value for money? And did they feel listened to? So I will I will do another episode once I'm at the other side of my build completely. I just wanted to check in now and let you guys know that I was going through something that I'm sure a lot of you are either going through right now or are contemplating going through and give you my tips for what it would be like to be on that side of the table. And if you've ever got, ever got any questions about websites, you want to run anything past me, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email. Um, I'd love to make sure that you're getting the right experience and you're being heard throughout the website build process for you. Thanks, guys. I really hope this has given some of you out there who are questioning whether you web, you've outgrown your website a bit of help and a bit of a leg up getting started in the right direction. And Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. And now over to you. Is there a topic you'd like me to cover in the next episode? Take a photo of you enjoying the podcast from wherever you are in the world, post it to Instagram, 
be sure to tag me at meredithpage.me and let me know what you'd like to cover next. Thanks guys, see you next time.